Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. Podcasting from the Pacific Northwest, the caffeine and Sasquatch capital of the world, and home to the world's biggest Highland Games fans. This is Fork Talk. Will you fight? A podcast about all things Highland Games heavy events, competitive throwing, and the greatest sporting event ever invented on God's green earth, Sheep. And now, here are your hosts, Big Daddy and Hoss. But they'll never take our freedom! Okay, good day. This is our Christmas part of the album, and you can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought, like, I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, so good day. This is the Christmas part, and we're going to tell you what to get uh, your true love for Christmas. You're my Look true out love, the window, Daddy. Blair. <laughs> what are you You're doing? Mine. Oh no! What? Oh, it's a great white north, and it's snowing because it's Christmas time. Hey, poser! Here's a quiz. Quiz for duck. Okay, I have my thinking toque on. Yeah, right. What are the you twelve days your, of Christmas? You're thinking toque on. Just um, figure it out, right? Toque. Christmas is when. Toque. Uh, the You've got your thinking right. toque on. I see. Eve, right? It's Canadian yeah, it's for uh, Yamaha. <laughs> Yeah, my God. Uh, no, Boxing out. Day, yeah, yeah. That's three. I know. Then we'll, when are they going to get to the song? <laughs> They're coming New to Year's. it. Have you heard Four. this song before? And what's New Year's Eve? Five. Yeah, but we have a okay. thing on this big 12. fancy box here. It's called uh, an edit button. Is there any way we can edit shorten it? Sundays no. That's <laughs> and three other days, which I believe are the Do you believe in Boxing Day? Yeah. I believe everyone should box their presents up on Christmas. In case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's there. lots oh, of ideas there in go. here, so listen and don't get stuck. Don't get stuck, Big Daddy. Okay. Okay. Easter, Easter By party. the way, that's me on the organ. And I love playing your organ. <laughs> Wait a minute, that didn't hey, come out right. Hey. On the first day of Christmas, <laughs> my true love gave to me a beer. Beer. Nice. A beer. On the second day of Christmas, mm. my true love gave Tr- to me two turtlenecks and, and a, a beer. beer in a tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true French Two turtlenecks and, and a beer. And a beer. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of tube. Two turtlenecks and a beer in a tree. My true love gave to me five golden toques. Five golden toques. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. I think we could make a Highland Games version of that, Big Daddy. Oh, easy. Where it's five golden sheep, four sheep forks, three standards, two asshole refs, and a beer. <laughs> At the beer garden. <laughs> oh that's my god! That, that doesn't mean that's you, Bobby Dodd. Welcome to Fork Talk, episode 14. fourteen. One more than episode thirteen and three quarters. Episode fourteen, and welcome everybody, Fork Talk Nation, back in the studio. Back it's in a, the saddle. It's a holiday day. Uh, you might not be listening to this on Christmas Day, but you will be listening to it near Christmas and up to New Year's. Yeah, if you haven't heard this before New Year's Day, then you're a loser. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. 
What I have to say is, uh, you know, Fork Talk people nation, we always get these people, when are you going to turn out another Fork Talk? When are you guys going to do another episode? Well, guess what? It's fucking Christmas, okay? We're taking time out on Jesus' birthday. Happy okay? birthday, Jesus. Happy birthday, Jesus. In your golden diaper. In your golden diaper and your swaddling clothes. Eight pounds, three ounce, golden baby diaper, Jesus. He was a grown man. <laughs> I want to know what swaddling clothes are. What are swaddling? You know what's swaddling? You. You are the big daddy. I'm a swaddling big daddy. I am the hoss. You are the hoss. And this is Fork Talk. Yes, it is. Episode 14. First of all, I'd like to introduce our staff who are with us. We've got producer Candy Sprinkles. Hello, and Merry Christmas. Oh, she's on the mic. Oh, look at that. And Devil Ange. Merry, Merry Christmas. Woo! What a sweet little voice she has. And intern Slim Jim. Hello. Hello. And Hello. Uh, shouts to our security Rhino patrolling the fence line in Canada. Our Hello, chief, eh? Our chief scientific officer, Doctor Ken Beck, who's hanging out with his hundred-year-old uh, dad. Is he a hundred or is he ninety? He's a hundred and two, I think. Wow. Um, Beth, no, Ken Beck isn't 102. His dad is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ken Beck's only just like 92. Seem, it just seems like it that sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. Where is he now? Is he in Hawaii? No, not yet. No. Well, that dude gets he's, around. He's going to report from Hawaii, though. We're, on the next episode, he's going to be reporting from Hawaii. Is that right? Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, our official cartoonist, Matt Thompson, Vargas Highlander. The man. Uh, our roving reporter, the international man of mystery. Miles Wetzel. Sorry about uh, the whole Alabama-Auburn thing, Miles. Ooh, ouch. No, I really am, because that was horrific. Yes. Yep, sorry, Miles. I know you're probably uh, drowning your sorrows. And our official historian... For two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> our official historian, Roger Saunders. Rogers, Shave that head, Saunders. The website is www.fork-talk.com. Facebook, Fork Daddy, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Hoss. Fork Daddy. Fork Daddy. That's your other. That's my alter ego. Yeah, it is. The for, Fork Daddy. The for daddy your forks. porn career. My porn career is over. Unless, of course, somebody walks in on me and Devil Ange. Hey, Big Daddy, let's have uh, sponsor shouts. Yes, let's do that. Let me find it first. Where is it? It's on the first page. Oh, page one. Greetings, Fork Talk Nation. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I only read it. Whatever you put in front of me, that's what I read. Yes. You work, you train, you throw hard, you eat right, and you need to sleep right if those PRs are going to continue. Amen, brother. If you wake up with more soreness than you went to bed with, guess what? It's time for a new mattress. You should probably bring the weight down a little bit as well. Don't be so overzealous. Good point. Whatever that means. Uh, you'll spend a third of your day in bed. Some of us more than that. Right later. Mm -hmm. So make sure it's comfortable so that you can really get some rest and recover those lazy bones. Check out Mattress Ranch in Alaska, Washington, Poughkeepsie, New York, San Francisco, Mexico City, Mexico, <laughs> Puerto Vallarta, uh, Spain. It, it would be interesting to think about how far and wide the old Mattress Ranch mattresses has gone. I'm pretty sure. Because people move. Judging by the stains on most of those mattresses, <laughs> that they've probably been all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding, Fork Talk Nation. It's Alaska Ooh. and Washington. They haven't quite uh, branched out. 
Uh, but uh, you can go to mattressranch.com. That's one word, mattressranch.com. When it's time to replace your old mattress, you'll see the difference in price, quality, and honesty over the other guys. I got a new one a few months ago. It's already broken. Need to get a new one. But that's my problem. It's worn in. You worn in. You wear in mattresses quicker than a guy can wear in a new sheaf bag. You're, let me tell you something. <laughs> and the stuffing comes out the same, too. I should have you. I wonder if we should have you sleep on sheaf bags to wear them in to to work them in instead of running them over with a truck you're better than a truck that's actually my secret weapon <laughs> i put a sheath bag underneath my mattress yes and then devil and i have a little you know we play a little hokey pokey you uh-huh know what I mean? yep you right play, foot in, put play the right doctor foot mm-hmm. yeah and then uh bada bing it's broken in <laughs> let me tell you something that's 42 seconds of fury right there brother you fury said <laughs> you said it <laughs> You said it. Well, it's a record. It used to be 38. <laughs> All right. Hey, Big Daddy. You got to inc- got- include foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great show for you, folks. We've got some pop culture and current events. Yes, we We've do. We've got a couple different segments and a historical figure. Yes, indeedy. All the way from Roger Sanders. Very- Saunders. Saunders. Saunders, yes. Very appropriate to the day as well. Um, let's get out to some shouts, though, Big Daddy. Let's do that. Yeah. First of all, drum roll, new likes on Facebook. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you gargling? No, but I like that one. It sounds like you're gargling something. <laughs> 560. <laughs> Woo! 60 more than last time. It's very good. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, so, in the recent ones, very big ups, shouts, and thanks to June Leos. Yep. Brian Griggs. Yep. Joseph McNeil. John Whoa, Crane. whoa, whoa. Is yeah. that Joe Joseph McNeil from Portland area? I don't know. Cat McNeil's husband? I don't know. No, no. That's Jeff McNeil. Jeffrey. Oh, I'm under her first husband. What? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph McNeil is Jeff's brother. It is? Yes. Oh, sweet. You're close. Oh, there you go. Thank so you. Candy what sprinkles. kind of marriage is that? Is that like sister wives except backwards? <laughs> polyamory it's becoming very popular <laughs> wow thank you for that candy sprinkles <laughs> she's on it I'll tell you something uh john crane what our favorite piper our favorite piper ex-athlete yep connie shoop nielsen i like that is that her name. nickname shoop shooby shoop here comes your mom ron stickle joseph ron stickle that's a name for you joseph balderston Balderston. And James McLean. McLean. Sam McLean. Sam McLean. How did you get James James on the Sam? I don't know. I was on Joseph. dyslexic? Sam McLean. No offense to all you people who are dyslexic. So when you you write us a a bad comment, make sure you turn the page over so you're not writing it backwards. (laughs) Hey, Big Daddy, let's talk about some uh, special web and Facebook stuff. Some jokes are just for me. So musings. First of all, did you see Vargas is back? I did. It's about uh, time, too. Yeah, he's had several comics. Uh, he had a Christmas special one, which was good. Did you I see like that, that one? Yeah, he carved a tree. <laughs> yeah. It's what every good thrower ever thinks when he sees a tree of any kind, which is, could I turn that into a caber? Absolutely. Yeah. Any piece of wood. Exactly. Um, and then, um, what else? There was um, Jimmy Johnson. Um you're going to see this. Uh, not a lot of people. Not the Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson. No, 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 no. Our Facebook, Face, Fork Talk Nation fan, Jimmy Johnson. 
Jimmy Jones. Yeah. He has sent us a... I know him personally. We met him before. He sent us a drawing that he sent to Fork Talk Nation's inbox. Right. And we're going to share it when we post this episode. You're going to see the image. Uh, yeah, let's share it to both of our, uh, not, not not just the Fork Talk stuff, let's share it to your and my personal page, too. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. always share it to everybody's stuff. Yep. It's pretty funny. It is amazing. You're going to love it. It's a crayon drawing. Uh, can you believe that was in crayon? That was crayon? Was, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he's allowed anything other than crayon. That's fine with me. That's another conversation. Imagine what he's doing in another. What he's doing in another medium, like clay. <laughs> but it's really a funny cartoon, and um, uh, the only tease I'll give you is it does have something to do with lightweights. It does. Which is always funny. And also <laughs> uh, forks that have less than three prongs. Yes, very good. So thank you, Jimmy. Um, Garrett Middleton, did you see Garrett's post about his – remember a couple episodes ago we talked about the fact that Garrett was putting together a special sheaf handle? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he put a bunch of thin strips of wood together – all different kinds, dark and light woods, and glued them all together, pressed them, and then once those were ready to go, he put them on a lathe mm-hmm. and he turned them right. and milled them to round, right? And mm-hmm. he was, he, it sounds like there was a bit of a bend in the total, and so he wasn't able to get the diameter as thick as he wanted. Right. So he's going to redo it with, I think, thicker um, distance between the, or, um, you know, wider strips of wood good good and then return it but the picture it looked beautiful showed beautiful with the different yeah. colors of the wood i knew yeah. it was going to come out like that when you stain that thing it's going to be it's sweet it's going to look you know it, it, it was so pretty with even without stain oh you man, know i'm telling you i, I think you should just poly it don't well you think? i keep yeah well you might want a real light something that brings that out but yeah. you might just yeah oil mineral spirits i'll tell you what he better once he gets that thing done he better find a nice set of tines oh yeah he needs to talk you know, to one of the, the, the kel or yeah. any of the guys that got good tines yeah. in fact i would probably sure. send it to kel and have kel have him it. put it on it yeah yeah that's yep. a good idea so yeah that that was very beautiful actually. that'll be important because for those of you who listened before we've talked about this how the tines are oriented in their bend as far as the shaft itself will dictate what kind of handle goes on it. I think Kel has mentioned this before. The tines dictate the handle that goes on it. True. Because some tines if the if the core of it comes off the hand uh, off the tines straight, you need to put a handle on it that's a bent handle that right. goes down a little bit so it, it meets it and so the total length of it is straight. Right? Right. If it comes off at an angle, then you can put a straight shaft on it, a straight um, handle. Right. He did that for me. Remember I gave him that one set of tines? Yeah. And they had a certain bend in them that he had to do a whole different thing. So he'd, he'd already had a really good handle. So he got me a better set of tines and hooked it up. And, and I, that's and where I got that beautiful Marine Corps fork he made me. And Highlanders, this is why he is amazing at making forks. He doesn't screw with bending the shaft of the tine. No. He because that could change the dynamics of the fork or change its strength. Yeah, you should spend as little time on the tines as possible. As possible. Because you want that spring. Exactly. You know? And so a lot he, of guys whittle them down, they get too narrow. Right. Right. And they just take all the damn they they get springy, but then they become weak. Exactly. They become little weaklings. Little, little weakling tines. They can't support the bag. That's right. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Um, Hold on a second. Okay. 
We have a technical problem here. Yes, okay. How many times do I have to point to my empty glass before somebody in here gets me my drink? Okay, the national treasure needs some help. I love you too, but your job here, Devil Ange, is to make sure that this glass does not get empty. Yes. I won't say it anymore. It's her handler. That's all I got to The say. handler. Yeah. Hey, Big Daddy, also, did you know, did you see all the presents on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah? Everybody got some beautiful yeah. prints. You know what? If you're going to talk, pick up the microphone. Pick up, what, pick yeah. up, pick up the mic. You got something to say? Give him grief. Give it to me. Tell him. Give Come him on. what for? You should be like totally nice to me. I am totally nice oh, to you. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Little> fucker. <laughs> hey. Wow. You, guys, you got the the, Gosh. the FCC is going to ban our program thanks to you. Oh yeah, I can see that this happens in the family. What? Yeah, she swears her ass off all the time, and, and it I get rubs, in trouble for and it. it rubs off on you. Yeah, fucking a. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh. No, I do love Angie. I'm just giving her a little shit every once in a while. You should. I do. I love you to. I love you to pieces. I love you to pieces. 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 I put the microphone down and give me my goddamn drink. <laughs> Actually, Candy Sprinkles is going to give you your drink. Candy Sprinkles is getting me my drink. The producer's doing her job. Hey, presents. Presents. Yeah. So. Um, First of all, that Ron Burgundy scotch, if it exists, we need we it. We need it. So if any of you Fork Talk people... Now, see, I found that picture on somebody else's page. Okay. In fact, you know the guys... For those who didn't see it, it is a bottle of scotch. Scotchy, scotchy, and the, scotch. And the, scotch, scotchy, scotch. The label says Ron Burgundy... It says Great Odin's Raven is the name of the scotch. <laughs> <laughs> and it says Scotchy, scotch, scotch, Ron Burgundy on it. And if it obviously exists, someone made it or has is, is done that. Or put a label on we it. we got to find it. Yeah, yeah. Got to So anybody out it. there in the Fork Talk uh, Legion of Doom... Uh, find it for us. Just f- tell us where we can get it, and we'll get it. Yes. And we will give you a, not only a special shout-out, we will give you the first copy of our newest CD, Hoss and Big Daddy's Greatest Hits. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm telling you this right now. We're going to come wow. out with a CD probably by next Christmas, and it's going to be all of our all of our hits. You guys have listened to us sing for the last, what, <laughs> 10 weeks, 10 years? And, and we're going to put together a compilation. Oh, wow. You will get your copy for nothing. And, and it won't just be a free podcast. You have to actually, like, pitch in a no, few no, bucks yeah. for yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All you right. You can stick it in your CD player. Wow. We'll have it available think, on 8-Track. I don't think that's going to catch on, that CD thing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a cassette. Okay, uh, did you see that Tim Mullally in the East Coast... I did. Yes. Boy, his wife must love the hell out of him. Yeah. Well, first of all, we love the Malali family. They are great we advocates do. of the games. We met them in... Uh, and he got South some Carolina. new weights. He did. He got yes. new weights. Yes. Very nice. You know what he's going to like about that weight set the most? What? Not having to go to a commercial gym. It looked like it was in his basement. I maybe. think it's in his garage. He's got yeah. a three-car garage. They, the Malalis have a beautiful house. They live in upstate New York. Have you ever seen it? Never. No. Um, but I've seen pictures of it. You know, they've... They, like for snow and holidays and stuff like that, they take pictures of their house. Yeah, it's a beautiful house. They got this beautiful three car garage. Mm-hmm. So I think part of that garage is his own personal gym. And okay. uh, so they got the she's got the um, it looked like a squat stand, and then the uh, the weights with all bumper plates on it. So yeah, very nice, very nice, very nice. And um, 
let's see. There was a number here. I loved this. There was a number of postings of basically badass Santas. Santas that aren't tubby, fat goo, but <laughs> rippled muscle awesome. Yeah. They have little power bellies on them, but everything else is Sure. Like they big, got power cores. Yeah, they got yeah. good core, right? But they got big old arms throwing things. Yeah, those are some badass Santas. Like the Santa from Rise of the Guardians. That's true. We're going to talk about that yeah, in that a minute. Guy was, that guy was a badass. I love him. Naughty I love and him. nice love tattoos. Love him, love him. Um, and then uh, whiskey. I saw a lot of pictures of whiskey. 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 My, whiskey. my safe word is whiskey. <laughs> What's for dinner? Whiskey. Whiskey. Mommy, are we Irish? Shut up and drink your whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. Whiskey's always a good gift. Whiskey's a great gift. I'm never going to turn down and... Oh, Thanks for the bottle of whiskey. Real cool. Well, the only that's never going to be your reaction. The only one that's going to have a problem with it is one of those people that's like an alcoholic or a Catholic person. <laughs> you know, but the Catholic person they'll drink it when you're not looking, and so will the alcoholic. So really, it's a good drink. I got you. It's a good gift. I think. I got you. Now, if you get an alcoholic Catholic person, which most of them probably are, you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I better change the subject. Way to alienate. <laughs> yep. Good. Good work. I'm going to hell. And then, uh, I'm sorry, I had to bring this up. It's kind of obscure. I'm going to uh, let you run with this one, Oz. Okay, so Dick, Michael Dickens. Dickens? Team Dickens. 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 Kind of like Charles Dickens. <laughs> kind of like Charles Dickens. Appropriate. Michael Dickens, a fantastic thrower. He's all right. Yeah. Um, he posted a picture. Your kind of typical family living room picture with the family room a strewn of new toys and bicycles and wrapping paper all over the place yes yeah and it's your average picture you wouldn't really notice anything about it but what caught my eye was in the lower left hand corner of this picture there's a kid who's on all fours in a pull-up wait 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 before you get yourself in any trouble here yes just think about what you're gonna say what? The kids are. You just said the thing that caught your attention was a kid in a diaper and all fours. I mean, come on. Oh, will you just stop? <laughs> kids, kids on his hands and knees. And, oh, and he's got and he's got he's got some diapers. He's got a diaper on, and that's it. I don't think it was a diaper. I think it was a pull up. A pull up. He's, he's a big a, boy now. Because yeah, it was a, it was an older kid. He's got a pull up on, but that's all he's got on. He's he couldn't. He was so anxious. He ripped off the PJs or didn't even wear them and just sprinted for Santa. I've got a I've got an idea about this kid. I think the kid's a genius, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because what I think he did was the kid doesn't even need a pull up. Okay. He's okay. old enough obviously to stand over a toilet and piss. Okay. Okay. He wore it so that he wouldn't have to take a break from playing with his new toys. <laughs> this kid this is a freaking genius. <laughs> Right? Huh? This could, are you going to move to Depends so that you can just do things without having to go no, to the No, I'm, I'm happy with the ones I wear. You can wear Depends under your kilt, and then you don't have to go to the bathroom in between throws? I wear Depends. <laughs> Not yes. because I have to, because they're comfortable. Ah, uh, they, they provide padding? Like that astronaut who drove across yeah. the country? <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of. What? Yeah. That female astronaut? No, I don't know this story. You know the story? No, no, I don't. Do you know it real well? Okay. Well, the only here's here's the thing, she killed somebody. What? Yes, an astronaut. Right. So she's dating this other astronaut. Go figure. Okay. And because I mean, go figure. Who are you going to date other than an astronaut? Well, let's see. I'll date a doctor. You're not an astronaut. 
<laughs> right. It's not rocket science. I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm a neurosurgeon. Oh, yeah, but you're not an astronaut. <laughs> so she's dating some astronaut. And then this other female astronaut that lives somewhere else, uh, she decided that she was trying to screw her astronaut. So she went over and killed her and then drove like nine hours in a car. She wore a Depends diaper so that she wouldn't have to stop. Oh, my gosh. Really? Right? Now, that might even might be the perfect telling of that story, but that's as close as it comes. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty. Nuts. Well, I think you're either on something or you're on to something. Because... Hey, never date an astronaut. <laughs> All right. Hey, so pop culture, current events. Right. Yeah? Let's scoot over to that. That's a good idea. Um, we got plenty here, too. Favorite holiday movies. Yes. Yes? Full Metal Jacket. Not necessarily the first on most people's list, but if there, a, there is a good holiday scene in it. That is a good holiday movie right there. Because they are on the island. That's right. And it is Christmas Day. It is. And their drill sergeant says, today is Christmas, <laughs> but they don't really get any holiday. There will be a magic show at 0930, <laughs> and Chaplain Charlie will tell you about <laughs> the drudges of being a communist. Right. Yes. And then he sings happy birthday That's to right. Jesus. He does. And then he gives Private Joker a grief. Yes, he does. But then Joker... Because you don't believe in the Virgin Mary. Right. But he sticks to his guns and he actually makes him squad leader. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And he got rid because of Snowball. Because he didn't reverse himself. Snowball, that's Snowball right. Snowball got fired. Private Snowball. Yep. Yep. Good. For the uh, audience that can't, you know, doesn't, doesn't see the movie, Private Snowball was a black fellow. Yeah. Okay, first of all, if anybody in the Fork Talk Nation, including women, have not seen Full Metal Jacket... You're a nut. ...then you need to go see it. And that includes two of the staff, by the way. Two of the staff? Yes. That haven't seen it? I've seen bits and pieces. That does That count. does not count. It needs to be in its compendium. Cole, you've only gotten old enough to actually watch it. Slim Jim hasn't watched it. <laughs> I ever tell you, the first time I went and saw Full Metal Jacket was in the movie theater, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there with a couple of buddies of mine. And we can't wait till the movie starts. You know, we've heard all this good stuff about it. Yep. And I see this lady come in, probably, you know, 30-something-year-old. She's got three little kids. And we're talking about not little kids like, you know, like 10, 11. We're talking about a, a little, like a toddler, two toddlers. They're like, probably like two or three. One could barely walk. Okay. Right? And, they, and I'm like, I think they might have walked in the wrong movie theater. Right? <clears throat> so my buddy walks up and asks him. He says... Hey, ma'am, uh, did you know you're here for Full Metal Jacket? She goes, yes. He goes, do you know what it's about? Yeah, it's about the Marine Corps. Okay. So he came back, and he says, yeah, she's good. <laughs> the movie starts, and out comes Gunny, you know, just a blazing. Yeah, talking cur- about cursing away. Faggots yeah. and cocks and whatever. Well, sure as shit, you never saw a lady pick up three kids and move it faster than that woman did. <laughs> Popcorn flying everywhere, soda pop flying everywhere. She's got two hands over one kid's ears. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was funnier than hell. That's funny. Well, back to more traditional uh, holiday movies. Oh, yeah. I've got Haas's essential list in no particular order. Your essential list? This is the Haas essential list for holiday movies. Okay, so we just went over my list, which is Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> just one. That's all. All right. First of all, A Christmas Story. You'll shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. That is an all-time classic, and everybody must watch it. That is actually my favorite Christmas movie. It's a good one. Christmas Vacation, also a good one. Yep. With the with the Griswolds. Good comedy. Yep. Elf. He's an angry elf. Never saw it. 
Oh, what? Shit. I never saw Elf. You have Shit. two. I never did. One of those Will Ferrell, Elf? Nope. Oh, my gosh. You are a South Pole Elf. Oh, you obviously. mean Elf? <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Elf. A-L-F. Oh, for crying out loud. Stop. You have something to say? Um, <laughs> Scrooged. That's a funny movie. Yes, with Bill Murray, an original. A lot of people haven't picked that up. If you haven't, you need to because it's a great re- retelling of the um, Dickens. There's a modern-day version of uh, A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol, yeah. that's right, yep. Uh, Love Actually. That's It's a great holiday movie. That's a chick flick puker. Oh, no. That is a fabulous oh, Christmas no. movie. <laughs> it's going to be your new favorite. Here we go, folks. Hang on to your hats. I love, lo- I love it, actually. Well, you're gay. Okay, it has nothing to do with my sexual preferences. <laughs> it is a great movie. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, we've made this bet before, all right? I'm here to say this is what's going to happen. Got okay. it? Okay, continue. All right. I will watch Love Actually with you people. When Candy Sprinkles sits down and watches an entire episode, the entire movie, a Full, full metal. metal Jacket. I think that's a fu- yeah, that was the deal, and it hasn't happened yet. That's because somebody she, tried to renege. She's been I holding back. I have not tried to renege. We'll watch Love Actually tonight, and we can watch Full Metal Jacket for your birthday. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know that I'm not ready for Love Actually tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to have to step up, Candy, and you're going to have to watch a Full Metal Jacket first, and then you will have it over Big Daddy's head to bludgeon him at all times that he has to watch the whole movie. Done. See, that could go. be clear. That could be quiet. Yeah, that, that could be painful. All right, uh, Grinch. Grinch, the Grinch. The yep. Grinch. the one? original is good, but the 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 uh, um, the cartoon version, the cartoon, uh, the, the original cartoon they did of the book was great, but J- Jim Carrey's Grinch is awesome. I didn't care for it. Really? Oh. What about it? Did you not like? I'm a big fan of the it, cartoon. It I was too close to home for you. You know, some, you know, <laughs> I know I look like a big tough guy. But you know, sometimes you just know how to hit it. Hit it right. Hit a guy right in the balls. You know Did I? I? Yeah. I'm sorry, big day. Take That's it okay. back. I'm just kidding around. Fuck off. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, Hold on. I think uh, one of our members here, uh, Devil Ange, has something to say about the Grinch. Yeah. Speak away. I hear Devil her over Ange. there speaking. No. Nothing. She, she. She's a back. She's a back. A studio talker. She likes to pipe in without really being hurt. That's right. She likes it in the back door. <laughs> That's not very holiday. Um, the holiday is a movie I really there like. There she goes it's again. Added to the list. The, the holiday. holiday. Yeah. Who's in that? It has got Jack Black in it, who's fantastic. Which it's one? got Kate Blanchett. Talking to the mic. I want to hear what you got to say, Devil Ange. You are a very fascinating individual. If you're going to talk, you're going to speak into that. Come on, give us what you said. What did you say? Go ahead, talk. The holiday. What'd you say? You're on. Stone. Is it a Christmas movie? No. Yeah, actually it is. Is it really? Or is it like Full Metal Jacket's a Christmas movie? No. It is actually a Christmas music. Ta- talking <laughs> to... What? what? Tell me. Movie. Yeah. Christmas movie. What is it? I, I didn't hear you. So, everybody goes to... I'm not doing What's the name? <laughs> is that the one with Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes. Yes. I know what she's talking about. Good movie. What's oh, the name of it? Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker. The I... Family Stone. Oh for what? No, that's a that's a black movie. What? No, that'd be Sly in the Family Stone. That's it, Sly in the Family Stone. It's a it's a great Christmas movie. 
That's not a movie. That's Papa a was a rolling stone. Hey, hey. <laughs> Wherever he hung his hat was his home. And then he died. All he left us was a alone. That's very good, Big Daddy. Talk about a tangent, boy. We just. Very, I know. You, you guys, bring it on back. Rise <laughs> of the Guardians. Is on the list now. A newer movie that has been added to the essentials. That's uh, that, I actually like that. Movie. And as we discussed, it has one of the best and one of the mm-hmm. badass, awesome Santa per, um, guys that has ever been created. I'm going to go out on a limb he's, and say that's the best Santa ever. She's super strong and awesome, and he's got the tattoos that say "naughty" and "nice" on his forearms. It is yeah. so cool. I'm thinking he's about the, getting those. He's the Russian Kazakh Santa. It's awesome with yeah. his swords. He was the best character in the movie. I loved him. Um, Arthur Christmas. Have you seen that? A newer mm. movie uh, added it to the essentials list because it's very, very Is good. Is this with Dudley Moore? No, no, no. It's Arthur? Cart- it's cartoon. <laughs> it's not Arthur. Yes, it's about a drunken Santa walking around um, New York. Is he Irish? Sung by Christopher Cross. Oh, awesome. I don't remember the words. I don't either. Living I couldn't sing that high, though. Ba, da, da. I, oh, I love that song. <laughs> Stop. Sorry. And then um, Year Without a Santa. Do you know Year? I've never seen or heard so that. So are ever. the Arthur Rankin, the, the stop motion ones, right? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, the old ones. And the old ones, yeah. right? All those. So one of the last ones he did was Year Without a Santa. And it had the the story was Rudolph needed to help the um, baby New Year because the baby New Year each year is born and he lives for one year and then he gives up to the next year. No, that's Rudolph's shiny New Year. That's right. I'm sorry. Thank you, Candy. You're right. I was thinking of a different one. Wow. This is the other one. So I'm getting all excited to see no, no, no. this. This, is, wrong this movie. is the other one. This is the other one. There, this is the one with um, Mother Nature has these sons, and there's um, Mr. Heatmiser and Mr. S- and Mr. Snow, and they're always battling. And there, and Santa's in a funk. I think Santa like is sick and just wants to sit in bed, and he doesn't want to do Christmas. And he's got the stomach bug. He's got the bug. He doesn't like it. And there's some, but there's great music Sounds in this. Sounds like a one. holiday treat. It's a great one. And the he, it's the Heat Miser one that I love, right? I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I'm Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. Jump in whenever you want. Whenever I touch. Melts in my clutch. I'm too much. Uh, 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 uh. I guess I'll wait for no? the book to come out. No? I'll wait for the book on that one. I know Big, it. Big Daddy's just giving me the look. Nobody I don't even never in. heard of I'm it. I'm all by myself. You forgot some. I I didn't forget anything. Yeah, you did. Well, what? Is it my turn? Go ahead. Sure. Candy sprinkles. Add. Trading places. First of all, you guys need to speak oh, up when you're trading. on that mic. You put it right in there. Trading places. Trading Places. Trading Places can be considered a Christmas movie only because at the end he's got the Santa outfit on and he's eating a fish through the beard. I've got the number one Christmas movie you guys are totally forgetting. Other than Full Metal Jacket? Yes. Yes. Okay. You got another one, Candy? No. 
The Ref. <laughs> the Ref? The Ref. Oh, with uh, what's-his-face, the snarky... Yeah, um, that guy. Cranky guy <laughs> for, that's in the... Uh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. That movie that is, is a funny movie. funnier than hell. Is that a Christmas movie, though? Yeah. See, this goes in the... There's a debate online about this because people were saying, is Die Hard, the first one, a Christmas movie? Only because it happens at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. It, right. And so it's got a holiday touch to it, and but some people... Well, I think... Cass, some of the throwers were bringing this up. Cass brought it up. On the the younger throwers were like, oh, it's not Christmas without watching Die Hard. And I'm like, obviously a new generation because I'm like, that's not, yeah. for, to me, that's not like Christmas. I mean, it's a good movie, but. Yeah, it's not like a Christmas story. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, like with the ref, I mean, it, it happens. But that happens at Christmas. It happens too. at Christmas. But there's a Christmas flair to it because. The holiday kind of brings in brings out the best in some people, you know. Right, right. But it was kind of funny because certain of the things, like you always get that 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 aunt that brings you slipper socks, right? You know, yep. and you know she's going to give you slipper socks. But the, the funniest part is when Kevin Spacey, he's just this meek little guy who's everyone pushes him around, and for, finally he gets pissed off. He that. takes the fire poker, and he's trying to get everyone just talking over him, and finally he takes the fire poker and he's smashing the Christmas tree. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. But what does he call himself? The stiff has the floor. Because somebody called him a stiff or a corpse. The corpse. The corpse has the floor. And he just goes on. Nice. And it was it was just a funny movie. That's good. And it was Christmassy. He well, smashed well, a Christmas tree. Well, so Home Alone would go in that category as well. Yeah, but anything with Macaulay Culkin is weird ever since he started doing porn. Well, what? He does not. Yes, he does. He does not. Yes, he does too. Why, did you watch this? No. Okay. Hey, what kind of guy do you think I am? Well, you, you brought it up. I wasn't sure. You I for- watched the news. You <laughs> forgot the Santa Claus, the first one. Yeah, it's that's a good movie actually. It's not bad. That's the one with Tim um, Tim, Allen. Tim Allen. Yeah, that was a pretty. The good first movie. one was okay. Yeah. The rest of them, they're on like well, you know, he, Santa Claus Eight now. It's they're all crap. You got Jingle the all, the way with <laughs> jingle, jingle <laughs> all the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jingle all the way. Do you know where that was filmed? Burbank, Minneapolis. It was filmed in Minneapolis. We, was were, it really? we lived there when it was being filmed. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Were you in it? Uh, no. Hmm. No, they. I wasn't available that you week. You should have lied. You should have said, yes, I was. I was an extra. <laughs> I trained next to Arnold at the gym. You told me that. I know. You said you weren't impressed. Well, he's not as tall as I would have thought he was. Hmm. Well, that's typical. Well, you know, when you're Mr. Olympia, you work out to get tall. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, there was another important movie out in the holiday season that we both saw. Oh... Brett Haas Lathrop Productions. Yeah. Anchorman. Two. Anchorman 2. Yep. And uh, I got to say, I'm still on the fence. I enjoyed the movie very much. I think it's like a lot of Will Ferrell movies that you watch the first time and you go, "Mm." I laughed, but was that really funny? I'm not sure. And then you watch it again and and it grows on you. And before you know it, you just can't live without it. Well, it took 10 years for them to make a sequel. I know. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it is. And the first one was so perfect of a piece of art that it's hard to do it again. You know, it's funny you say that, though. I saw Anchorman in theater. Was not, you know, I didn't laugh my ass off at it. Mm -hmm. 
But then it's one of those movies yep. where you see it on video or enough of your friends talk about it all the time like you. I mean, every other word out of your mouth is an Anchorman quote. You know, so it's like, okay, well, you know, then it's on TV. Then you watch it. It's on TBS like every other day. Right. You know, and then it becomes more funny. You know, it's kind of like Fargo. Saw the movie Fargo. Right. In the movie theater. It's not a comedy, obviously. Right. Saw the movie Fargo. Hated it. Saw it a couple years later on video. Loved it. You know, you it's just one of those things. So maybe that'll be the same with Anchorman 2. Let me set it up, though, with Anchorman 2. Brett Lathrop here. It's a funny thing he did. Um, of course, he's a big Anchorman fan, obviously. Everyone knows about that because he won't shut up about it. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, he, he rents out this um, part of it. There's a big bar called uh, Midtown Grill in Bonnie Lake, Washington. And they have this room. And this room is set up for uh, yeah, conferences, like, I think. It's like probably. a screening room or yeah, a media room or something. And stuff. So you got tiered seating, you know, with tables and such. So Brett, he rents that sucker out, invites uh, uh, all of his close friends. So there are like two people there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, what, what, 25, 30 people? How many people are there? Yeah, there's 25, I think. Yeah. Um, he, he, he supplied the food. Uh, you could get drinks if you wanted to. Um, we, we got there early, and he, and he screened Anchorman 1. And that was, and everyone kind of sat around watching it. And, and of course, the Boy Scouts, they, every line verbatim, they were talking. It was driving everyone crazy. But we, <laughs> we watched it anyway. And then we left there, and Brett had gotten tickets for everybody. We all went over to the movie theater uh, for the first day. I think it's the first day that they actually screened Anchorman 2. Yeah, I think. First it, one yeah. yeah, first or second day, something like that. And we all pretty much sat in the same area, you know, and we got to see Anchorman 2. And it was just a lot of fun. It was a fun night, you know, good evening, you know. Decent, great food, uh, friends hanging around, just having a good time. It was really unique. You know, not too many people do anything like that. It so was a good event. We had a lot of fun. Yep. That's 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 how Hoss does stuff. It was, once again, an idea, and I executed. With perfection. you got to execute on your ideas. All right, so that's holiday movies. Yeah. Um, first of all, let's go into then holiday songs. Let's schlep right into songs. All right, holiday songs. First of all. Let's start with Jingle Bells. Okay. Overrated. Stupid old song. Been around forever. Yeah. You know. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You know. Okay. Oh, what's that? Is that a song? What do I hear? You hear a song. Dashing through the snow. Dashing through the snow. Mm-hmm. That's why this song makes no sense. Who dashes through the snow? Uh, uh, people throwing things. <laughs> At the Frozen Stones event in Laughing coming up in January. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I'm mesmerized by this song. Just continue with your... You were going to rant on Jingle Bells, I think. I was, and then it started playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and now you're distracted. So now I'm sorry. It's like a shiny light. It's Jay, weird. It's Big just, Daddy was just distracted. It's like I was thinking something, and then it was there. You know? Okay. It's like talking about somebody, and then they're like right behind you. Right. All right. Are you worried about, do your balls jingle? Is that what you're concerned about? I don't know. Do you want to see? <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't because when they get going too much, it creates sparks. And be like that stupid commercial on TV with the, the guys all lined up with their tuxedo tops and their underwear on. Yeah. And they're doing jingle bells and they're all shaking their balls. Oh, yeah. I'm so, I love that commercial. That, a, that was funny as hell. That, that was a Kmart commercial. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's good humor. They hired someone good on that. Hey, Candy Sprinkles, can I get another malted beverage? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. What what other favorite Christmas music do you have? I like Bing Crosby. 
Do you? Anything Bing Crosby. White Christmas. White Christmas you is know. good, yep. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, you know, 1945. But I'm going I'm to make a blanket statement here. Okay. There has not been an original good Christmas song. Okay, every song that we've ever had. Yeah. All the songs we sing all the time during Christmas time, and anyone else sings, even if they're a new singer, they're all old songs. There hasn't been a new song since 1945. Oh, that's not true. Oh, it is true. New Christmas songs? Yes. No. Name one. Um, the Elf's Lament. Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, yeah. Sorry, but that's not a traditional Christmas song, my friend. It is. Really? So when the Christmas carolers walk around the streets, that's what they sing? Here's a good one. This is new. This is not... What the hell is this? This is not a traditional song, but it's a Christmas song. Christmas where? Steph, we can't hear you. You're not on the mic. Christmas in Oh, this is right up your alley, Big Daddy. You love rap. <laughs> I got to admit, I am a big Run DMC fan, as you can tell by the Adidas I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, this is not a traditional Christmas song. Okay, you I don't see old people sitting around a fire singing this. Wait a minute, you just said that you were lamenting. Wait a minute, you were lamenting the fact that you did th- that there was no new Christmas music, and I'm proving to you no new original good Christmas music. You're oh. not proving me anything. Uh, Elf's lament. Give me bare naked ladies. Elf's lament. Candy sprinkles. Pull that up. I see what you're saying. So you want it to be good new There's that you new, like. One new song. Say somebody comes up Did with Did you like, like uh, Mariah Carey's thing that's become huge? Yeah, but that's not her song. It's not? That's an old song that she sang. Is it? Yes. No, she created no, she, that. She, that's original to No, her. it is not. Yes, it is. No, it Who is not. Who wrote it then? Not her. Oh, really? Pretty much. It was written for her. Give me any kind of new original that you've got on there, Steph. I can't believe she's done. I got bare naked ladies on there. It's crazy. Why would anyone have bare naked ladies on their damn iPhone for Christmas music? Hey, you got all kinds of bare naked ladies in your phone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But they're only Devil Edge. What's this one, Steph? This is Christmas Treat. Um, I wish it was Christmas Day by Julian Casablancas. But this was first done by Jimmy Fallon. And his friends on Saturday Night Live. Nice. You're, by the way, again, I, I can't believe I have to do this on air, but you guys have got to put that mic in your mouth and have some volume. <laughs> if the mic was any farther in my mouth, it would be indecent. No, it's not. You've got to project. <laughs> project. Sorry. That's better. Indecent. I wish it was Christmas today. Yeah. That's, uh, you know what? I. I can't, I can't forget the last time I saw a bunch of Christmas carolers walking around my house singing this song. Well, but wait a minute. You're you're contradicting yourself. I am not contradicting myself. The I'm Christmas telling you there is not the one good original song since 1945. The Christmas caroler. You're, are you saying that as a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. That means that nobody has any imagination. I think there's Every new to... Christmas song is a ripoff of an old one. Oh, here's a good one. This is the Bare Naked Ladies. The the Elf's Lament. And this is a great new song. You're proving my point. That's what you're doing. Volley for position. Oh, yeah. Never in existence has there been such irresistance. This is singing Christmas to me. Oh. This is a song about 
elves lament that okay you think about all these christmas things but if you want all these presents think about the elf they're the ones who have to make all the crap what you're doing is you're telling me why this is a great song. Maybe. Nobody has to tell me why White Christmas is a great song. Do you know why? Because it's a great song. Uh, noise, use your imagination. Oh, hey, people. Girls Who would you like to hear for Christmas? Bing Crosby or Bare Naked Ladies? This is another newer Christmas song. Naughty or nice, but consider the price to an elf. How about this one? We're trying to prove Big Daddy wrong here. It ain't so working. Far, you haven't told one it. thing. One thing. Oh, this is a good song. Woo. Who's this? CeeLo Green. Oh. CeeLo. Oh, yeah. That's the guy to convince me. Mr. Oh. Midget Arms. Mr. Fat Boy Midget Arms from The Voice is going gonna, is gonna to fucking show me what Christmas oh, is all about. But it's a good song. The guy can't even reach into his back pocket. Got nothing to do with his physicalness. The song is good. Woo! You want another one? I, oh, well, who's I next? Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga sings the Christmas hits? Hey. You guys are out of your minds. You're, you, you, you threw down the challenge. We're trying to, to prove to you that there's great and, uh, you know what? modern Christmas music. Right now, it's, it's, uh, it's Big Daddy Five and uh, Lathrop Nothing. Um, are you aware that one of your favorite Christmas, your favorite Christmas singer of all time, produced music after 1942? Who might that be? Robert Goulet. Ah! Oh! Now you're saying hey, what? I said 1945. He did it after 1945. He did all his music he in the sang 60s and 70s. Songs that were written before then. Well, You're killing me. This is a Christmas classic. Wait this a minute. Are you one. saying Robert Goulet never did any new music? I am. I don't think this Who is, is a classic. This? I'm not this a big a fan classic. of this. One. I just liked it, and I have the iPod, so I get to pick. <laughs> this is a classic. Yeah. And if you say it's not, you have to. Go back to the 70s. Oh, dude. I'll go back to the 70s. Then. This is a good classic. This is a classic, and it's not that new. I feel bad for the people in the room that can't hear in the cans like we can. I don't. Last they should be happy. Christmas, I gave Big Daddy my heart, oh. but the very next day, he gave it away. This year, I'm saving myself from tears. I'm going to give my fork to someone special. <laughs> Last Christmas, I gave you my sheep. But the very next okay. day, okay. he threw it 30 this feet. Last one, this last one this is year, I'm going that for was 28. Nope, I'm going to beat his arms. <laughs> Ooh, boy, that's a good, that's a good rendition of that. I'm gonna, that wasn't bad. Oh, what? This is good. Who's this? Huh? Come on, easy one. Tell me who it is. Oh, it's a compilation of people. You see, you can't do that. It's Band-Aid. To be afraid. It's Band-Aid. Remember? At Christmas. Like Farm-Aid? It's like Farm-Aid? We let in light. We tell you something. And we banish shame. And in a world. I mean, you love Karma Karma Chameleon. I do, actually. Don't make fun of that. In arms around the world. It's Christmas time. All right, stop the music. 
But Stop say the music. a prayer and pray for the other ones. Stop At the Christmas music. Time, it's hard. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. I'll give you that one. That's it. What? But other than that, all the rest of them were crap. <laughs> well, let me make one more statement that you cannot deny. Okay. Nobody can. Okay. Burl Ives is the devil. What? Yes. Burl Ives should not Are have ever been allowed to sing me? a freaking tune. He shouldn't have been allowed to sing Row, Row, Row Your Boat. Okay, here it comes. Are you ready? Silver and gold, <laughs> silver and gold means so much more when I see silver and gold decorations. That's Tom Jones. On every you just did Tom tree. Jones singing for lives. <laughs> Bork Talk listeners, if you want to know where to find any of those awesome modern Christmas songs, just drop Candy Sprinkles a note <laughs> in the Fork Talk inbox. Yes, you can do that. At com. <laughs> and let me tell you guys, I'm going to get a little thing going here. Next year, uh, starting around Thanksgiving, we're going to do a very special Fork Talk ep- episode. It's going to be why you hate Burl Ives, why he sucks, <laughs> and why he should have never been allowed to even sing into a microphone because he's got a raspy little old man voice, and he sucks. And the only thing that he could do was be Santa on Frosty the Rainbow and whatever stupid show he did. And I'm so upset right now because I hate him with all my heart. Wow, you do you hate him more than Sir oh, Isaac Newton? That's Burl Ives. <laughs> yes, it is. There's a snowman of Burl Ives I'm gonna in throw front this. of Big Daddy. Don't throw Burl. Oh, poor Burl. I'll tell you what. Next day, mark my words, Fork Talk Nation, next year, we're going to start a petition against Burl Ives. His music shall be banned from the earth. Okay, Big Daddy, we are going to finish this first part of the show with our favorite holiday and New Year food and style of party. Oh, you know we love food. We do love food. All throwers love food. Highland Games love food. Yes. The Saunders brothers love food. Yes. Who doesn't? Especially Paul Saunders loves to eat haggis. <laughs> yeah, he does. He would eat his arm if it was slathered in something. I don't know what. I don't know where you're going with that, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> so what is your so what is your some of your favorite holiday uh foods? Like where do you fall on meat? Skittles. Are you <laughs> you have a sweet tooth, this is true. So actually we would be opposite here. You love, I'm sure, cookies, Who Christmas doesn't? cookies. Who doesn't? Well, if I had the option of uh, meat and cheese platter, me, right. yeah, Hoss, savory. meat and cheese platter, savory, <laughs> cookie platter, Big Daddy. Where do you fall on the meat or ham for Christmas yeah. dinner? Ham. Ham. Interesting. And, and You mean turkey? Uh, turkey versus ham? Or, or, or no, or like roast beef and ham. Roast beef, turkey, or ham for um, Christmas dinner. If you're a Hasidic Jew, I think that uh, <laughs> roast beef would probably be your choice. Really? Yes. Okay. But not the ham is the choice of Americans. Yes. What do you like? And, Hold on a second. Guess yeah. who's talking again? Who, Ange? Uh, devil, just put that thing in your mouth and tell us something fun. Then shut up. I say no to the ham. 
No ham. Okay, that's one no and five hundred uh, four. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, as long as I'm not late for dinner, I don't care. That's true. I don't so care. what do you, what about you, Haas? You know, enough about me. <laughs> Why don't you talk about me? No, tell me, uh, turkey or ham? Uh, you seem on, you seem like a ham guy. Depends on the situation. I, a turducken. If I can have ham that is wrapped in turkey skin, bonus. Hmm, that's interesting. Too bad it never would have happened. No, ever. But, so if if <laughs> I would take all the skin and then leave the turkey, and I would eat the ham. So if I could make a ham, yeah, wrapped in turkey skin. Oh man, you'd eat it. Oh huh. Mm. Okay, all right. I would. I'll remember that next year. I'll find I one. I would. <laughs> We'll call it a Turhamkin. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What, uh, I had a, a dip last night at the, at the Christmas Eve party we went to. It was like a Reuben kind of fondue. It had sauerkraut and yeah. horseradish, <laughs> and it was good. So you had a, a fondue from a guy named a Reuben. Reuben, <laughs> Reuben fondue. That was savory. I had a Reuben fondue. Hmm. Mm. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, we a, had a thing called a cheese ball. Oh, yeah. Angie's mom made it. Sure. She's from Mississippi, you know. Uh, wrapped in what kind of nuts? Not, it wasn't wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> it is. There were, no nuts, there were no nuts involved at all. In it's fact, not rolled there wasn't in nuts? Actually, there wasn't even really a ball. It wasn't a ball? No, it was actually in a tub. A tub? Yeah, her mom decided to take the old nut thing out of it and just put all the sauce that would normally go in the, the ball into yeah. a tub. Interesting. Yeah, not a bathtub, a little like a tub of huh. Yeah, it's good. Well, so it's not really a, it's just a tub then, not a ball. Cheese, but it's cheese, not a cheese ball. Cheese tub. Cheese tub. Yeah, whatever. And you, you know, can't really roll a cheese tub in nuts. You could, but it would be pretty messy. Yeah, yeah. What about What'd your... you say? What about... Recipe didn't call for nuts. That's good. Not every recipe does call for nuts. No, <laughs> that's true. You have to use your nuts sparingly. That's right. You know, around <laughs> the holiday season, you got people waving their nuts all over the place. Uh, what about um, what's about what's your favorite kind of party? Do you like uh, smaller parties, big parties? I like smaller parties where you you know everybody knows each other. You know, so you can get let, time hey, with each person. I got an idea. Let me let me. I'll give you an example. Okay. So Angie and I went to this Christmas party of one of the people she works with, okay? Okay. We didn't know anybody there. Nobody knew anybody there ah. except for the people that were hosting it. Well, that can be kind of there hard. There were probably 30 or 40 couples, you know, people. Yeah. And nobody knew nobody. Wow. They, they got to work. just weird. They got to work extra hard to get connections going. But then you're yeah, making I mean, kind of artificial Well, things. you start talking to somebody, and you find out you have absolutely nothing in common with them. And then you yeah. move on to somebody else. You find out you have nothing in common with them. They say, you know, it's two hours later, and you're fucking pissed off. That's like, and you just want to leave. That's like party speed dating. Dude, I grabbed a cigar. I went out to the damn fire, and I smoked it, and I just waited until we left. Very good. Very good. What about New Year's? How do you like to celebrate New Year? I haven't celebrated New Year's in years. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? You mean you're in bed before New Year's happens? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I mean, Angie and I usually, we're probably, we've probably done it three or four times before uh, 12 o'clock. Sure. And then we fall asleep. And then we get up and do it again about three or four. Yep. Uh, this is, bef- after you get done dreaming, what actually do you do? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> dreaming. <laughs> no, actually, no. Angie, we... I mean, you We've ever never went anywhere, have we? For have you, no. you ever gone out on a 
on a New Year's thing? When Do I was, you like to have a little champagne at all for uh, New Year's? No, back not? in the day when I was uh, when I was a younger man. Yes. I would go out with my friends, but I, you know, never been a big deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. How are you? I I don't mind a good New Year's party now and then. I like a I like I like you. I like a party where I know a lot of the people. It's yeah. cool to have a few new people there and you know mix them in and stuff. But like, like a Highland Games beer garden, everybody knows everybody. You can have a party, right? It's exactly yeah. 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 So I like having a New Year's party. Um, you know, we've had a couple really awesome New Year's parties over the years. We had a great. Uh, when when the year 2000 came up and we all thought, you know, we were either going to be okay or die that night. Right. Um, we had a huge party in our basement of our house in Minnesota, and that was a good party. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've gone to them, too, where it's just like a couple couples, and you go to a hotel that's actually having a kind of a banquety kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you got a jazz band playing or someone doing music, and then you... Yeah, do you, a little wife swapping. Yeah. <laughs> What? No. <laughs> oh, that's the key party. No, that's different. Your party, brother. I'm not. <laughs> I didn't say I, that. I, didn't, I, I was just filling in the blanks. <laughs> You're shooting blanks, but you ain't filling oh, any. Oh, hey, I don't need to be having kids. Have you seen me? <coughs> mm. Oh, man. Anyway. So that's it, man. We've covered holiday seriousness. Pretty much. Yeah? yeah I think I'm, I'm tired of holidays. You're, you're tired? You, you need some food? Let's get some food we'll, and we'll crap into... <laughs> we'll crap right into our pants. Good what? thing I wore my Depends. We'll crack into our <laughs> Say next... Say what? <laughs> we'll crack into our next segment after that. Sound good? Sounds like a crapper. All right, we're out. In the heat of battle, my father wove a tapestry of obscenity that, as far as we know, is still hanging in space over Lake Michigan. How's that, Big Daddy? Is that better? Little, yeah, that's Christmas music. A little brother. more. Now, that's fairly modern, relatively speaking, after 45. It is. So. But really, it's just a modern version of an old song. Jingle true. Bells. True. Mm-hmm. True. Huh? Me. So, you know, it works, though. It works. I'll give it credit. I'll okay. give it its due. All right, good. I'll give it its due. I'll give it its due. <laughs> what are you, Italian now? <laughs> what are you, Italian over here? <laughs> Hey, some kind of a Jew, Italian over here. Uh, brilliant. Hey, yeah. segment one. Segment one. The In the spirit of giving, Big Daddy. Yeah, because you know, we're in the Christmas season. We are. And uh, after Thanksgiving and the Christmas uh, time and then into the new year, really it's about giving, giving back, blessings, New Year's, resolutions. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff going on in Getting presents, ripping them open, <laughs> not liking it, taking it back. Exactly. Asking for the gift receipt. Yeah. What, what do you... <laughs> What are you giving me slipper socks for again? <laughs> but in the spirit of that, um, the question for the Highland Games community and for you and I to to uh, muse on is: What is it that you do to give back to the games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, if if you take us for an example, okay, okay, we what we consider giving back to the games is you know we 
in, in the physical sense, we, uh, we do the Bellingham Games. Right. And we make it, at, you know, for athletes, by athletes. That's our motto. Mm-hmm. And uh, we try to make sure everyone's taken care of. And that's our kind of way of giving back. So that'd be an you know? example of um, volunteering to run a game. Right. Right. right, right which is kind of a pretty big commitment. but It's a huge commitment, if anyone has ever seen your calendar. Right. <laughs> but there's, a, but there's, there's versions of that that you can do as well. So, for example... You and I are members of the Bellingham Highland Games Association. Yeah, cost, so, me, cost me ten bucks, which I still owe you. Yep, yeah, but we, um, but we uh, also then are athletic directors to put on the game, which is the next step. But you can just join a Highland Games Association mm-hmm. just yeah. to be a part of the various committees that put on Burns Nights or that help yeah. find sponsors for a particular Highland Games mm-hmm. or, you know, help with the pre-setup and the teardown and whatever it is, right? right. Absolutely. You could, you could do yeah. that as one way to give back. Well, one thing you do that I think is a lot, I mean, it's commendable that I don't think most people think about is you joined the Bellingham Highland Games Association, but you not only helped our games with the athletics, you're all, you also delved in to help the other people who are having a hard time, the dancers. Yeah, you know? exactly. So yeah. it's the whole games thing. It's not just athletics or whatever. It's the, 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 the whole games, you know, the whole Highland Games. Yeah, exactly. And we've talked about that before. Obviously, we are biased because we love the the athletics part of mm-hmm. Highland Games yeah, and it that's is how we got a, into it. and it yeah. is a big anchoring point of all Highland Games and most Highland Games that don't have athletics people are like yeah it was a fun festival but yeah. it's really not full on Highland Games we still never saw the guys throwing heavy stuff the games yeah. part of it is missing yeah. but like we've talked about the trifecta the three legged stool that the Highland Games has got to have is the dancing and the mm-hmm. pipes yeah. and if you got the th- those three athletics piping and dancing. You got yourselves a game, right? You so, may know you may, may not be interested in dancing, yeah. But you know you're going to want to hear the music, and you're going to want to watch right. the athletics, yeah. right? Or so, vice versa. So in a given year, if say the athletics is quite financially okay, but in a given year the weather is always a problem, and the dancers don't have like a covered area where they can dance, mm-hmm. and they're having trouble finding sponsors. Well, then the athlete, the athlete should try and pitch in and find a few hundred bucks to help these guys out, so that they can have a covered area because them now going off site to the games to some high school nearby to do the dance mm-hmm. competition sucks, right? That's no fun. And if one part of that, like you, I like the term you use, a three-legged stool. If one of those components disappears from the games, there's a pretty good possibility that your whole games may fold. That's true. It and can, it games can the, have folded. Absolutely. Whole games. Absolutely. It can be the first stage in, in something that uh, is a bad trend. That's so. right. you gotta, you got to plug that leak. And I think, you know, uh, one of the things we, we try to maintain you know, of course, we're big athletic guys. You know, we, we like the athletics. It's how we got into the games. It's our it's our passion. But we have to support our brothers and sisters and and piping and dancing and uh, every other yep. aspect of the games. Yep. So that's a good way to give back. Yeah. Um, bringing new athletes into the game. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Not being too. Cl- I mean, we can be such a kind of a clicky bowling league group, right. very tight knit across the country. Everybody's got their group. Yep. But you forget that there's potentially people sitting out there watching that would be interested in getting involved. Mm-hmm. Or they're, they come by and there's people that kind of walk by all the time and they're kind of semi-interested because they see you practicing. Right. Or they're on Facebook and they, they ping into a group and say, hey, I'm interested 
does can anybody help me right, right? and if right. they get a cool response maybe they won't do it and we've seen some of the best throwers in our area that started very innocently and turned out to be great throwers and yeah right so that's another way <clears throat> bringing new people into the games making it fresh bringing the competition high right right and, and you think about uh, think about one aspect of that the women's class how big it's gotten in the last few years here in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, right? the West Coast. I don't know, East Coast, you guys can chime in on Facebook and tell us if it's the same over on your, your part of the, the country. But on the West Coast, and especially in the Pacific Northwest, uh, these classes went mm-hmm. from three or four, hopefully you can get a couple women. Maybe. Now we're now they're big, the biggest class. Yeah. 10, 12, yeah. 14 women all to the point where now we're having to have we're breaking A's, them down. B's, got to have a master's, got to have a master's yeah. class of women. It's awesome. So, yeah, so that, I mean, that all stemmed from bringing more people in, yep. you know, and training them and spending the time with them, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, not to mention, I mean, we've made some lifelong friends from guys that you're just interested. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, of five guys that come out and try train with you, three or four will probably fall by the wayside. They may be compete once or whatever, but then there's that one. Right. And I like to use Roger Moon as an example. You know, this is okay. a shout-out to old Roger Moon. You know, he... So, Fork Truck Nation, Roger Moon is a, a B-class on his way to becoming an A-class thrower. And uh, he's a newer uh, guy in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And he started out with you guys, uh, you and your wife, uh, Stephanie, Candy Sprinkles, um, with a group of guys from the gym that were, you know, that were training at the gym. Right. They were interested in it. They came out. I was at the, actually at that, that, that first practice. And uh, Roger Moon, you know... Three guys, they went to different ga- a couple of games, and then it was just Roger Moon left. Right? right. And then he ended up just becoming super passionate about it, going to every game he could possibly go to, you know. And, uh, you know, now he's become kind of like uh, one of the steadfast guys that you, you see when you see uh, a Highland Games. Yeah, exactly. You know, if there's Highland Games here in the Pacific Northwest, you pretty much know Moon's going to be there. Although I think the other guy that was with him that, w- that kind of came in that crew too is Corey. And Corey's become quite a... Uh, he was Star a little later, thrower. though. Frazier? Was he? Yeah, he was a little later. A little bit later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, bringing new athletes into the games is a way to give back. Uh, training others is another way to give back. Right. And and some people would think, well, yeah, but a lot of the guys that train, you know, they're charging and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, when you when you go to a clinic with Ryan Stewart and he, and you're ch- getting charged 20 25 bucks, um, you're getting it for free. It's you're, you know yeah. he's not making any money doing it. I mean he's spent a ton of money to get at the event or right. whatever, right? Right. So I mean, of course it supplements some of the travel that the guys do, but they ain't making a no. living doing training. They're giving back, right? I mean, let, let me tell you about Ryan Stewart as one person. Okay, when I when I said, hey Ryan, to help you supplement your your costs, offset your costs by participating in Bellingham said, hey, let's do a clinic. And he charged the bare minimum that you could even charge and said, if one person shows up, I'll still teach. Yeah. And until that one person is satisfied, I will not leave the field. Yeah, and that's given back. That's given way back. I mean, that's yeah. given back. I mean, I, I think even some of the, the pros that are quite um, popular right now and in the limelight um, – like Matt, Matt like Matt Vincent, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Matt's doing that really cool video thing where you can send him video and he'll do a breakdown of it and yeah. show you some I just cool did that. stuff. And yeah. I know you just did that. 
but he's only, he's not charging a ton for no. that. Again, no. you're you know, surprised at how cheap it was. He's not he's not like robbing Peter to pay Paul on that. He's well, nobody's making a living off of Highland Games. You know, no. you know it's not going to happen. Com- yeah, no, no. Yeah, no. So, so that's that's a form of giving back. So training, so bringing new people into games, training, joining a Highland Games Association, volunteering, volunteering yes. at the games, to, becoming a judge, becoming to a mark, marker, to yeah. judge, yep. to um, help with the food in the lunchtime hour, to like you know, in, in Victoria, that's the classic. I, I love. You know, we spend a whole weekend in Victoria because we just love their games, and yep. it's, it's my favorite games of the year. And um, you know, the, we we throw one day, but I also volunteer. Uh, I work the microphone the day before. Uh, I used to mark for them. You've done. You've gone. Yeah, I do and, judging, and judging support, and stuff right? Like that. And so safety with the novices. We and all stuff. you know give back to that games because it's been so good to us, you yep. know. And they've got 150 years of. Uh, of Highland Games, but that's a way to do it. It's it can be tough, you know. I wouldn't recommend it every single time. We've talked about it. it's really hard to volunteer or judge one day and then throw the next day. It it's a long. Be, it can be brutal. It is a long. Um, weekend, yeah. But if you can do it, or maybe you happen to be throwing on a Saturday and then you can volunteer on Sunday where mm-hmm. it's not as much effort, then that's that's a good thing to do. And again, just not at every game, but <laughs> if you do one or two of the dozen or so games a yeah. year, do that. Right. I will say that one of the longest weekends I had was. Uh, throwing in Newport and then judging the next day. Yeah. Holy a, moly. That's a long day. I, rem- I remember, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. Ray maybe put that games on. He's the athletic director there. Shout out to Ray. Um, Word. A lot of fun, you know, throwing there. It was a well run games. And then the next day, you and I both were judging. And holy shit, were we tired? <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were very tired. Very tired. But lots of fun. And um, another way, of course, uh, to support the games. Uh, through not only just physical, just being there and helping, but cash donations. Uh, donations, yeah. That always helps, too. Athletic directors are always looking for extra money to help pay the athletes, offset some costs, stuff yep. like that, you know? Yep. Uh, All it, the organizations that support the games, yeah. like we've talked about NASGA, NASGA before, right? Go on PayPal, 10 bucks. Give them, give know, them a few bucks. Again, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of money. Just keeps 5 the board bucks, 10 bucks there, yeah. here and there. It really helps. Local clubs, as we've discussed, there's Highland Games local clubs around. Um, that you can get involved with. If you're not, uh, I'm actually impressed with the number of people who are kind of connected with the Highland Games. They're not throwers, but they're parts of the extended kind of fun family, mm-hmm. and they still give of their time and energy every year. Oh, and yeah. They give cash, and it's just amazing. Well, to back, me. Back, all over the place. When you and I used country. to throw, and our wives weren't throwing yet, you know, yep. marking, you know, hanging out, scorekeeping, that kind of stuff, you know. Yep. So it's always something you can do to keep you busy and actually support the games. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Selling T-shirts, you know, whatever. So, yeah. anyway. So it's giving back. And I think, you know. like, all, like all volunteer things or all things where you give of yourself, um, you tend to get back tenfold what you give. And the mm-hmm. more you give, the more you keep getting. Uh, I think I'm a better thrower for the effort I put into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a better spectator and I'm a better aficionado of games and stuff like that. I, yeah, don't, know. Yeah. I don't know about you. But. No, I think you're right. I think uh, um, I think you become a better participant when you're kind of in tune with all the other things that go on with the games. You know? Right, right. Uh, I'm a much better – I have a much better – understanding and appreciation for the other jobs like when i'm throwing i always thank the markers i always thank the the guys when we have a guy who will run out and grab implements for us right you know the shaggers yep 
you know. Here's a here's one key example. I'm going to end on this one. Okay. Bellingham last year, we had a pro Josh um, Goldthorpe. Yep. And another, uh, he was throwing pro that day, Corey Brizendine. Yep. They were shagging cabers for the Masters. They didn't even have to be there, right? Yeah, yeah that was and cool. They were just there. They were happy to help, and they just they were shagging. Just cabers. wanted to so be a part of it. Stuff like that, dude. It's good stuff. You know, makes you makes you happy to be part of the games. True, true. So, in the spirit of giving back, giving blessings, New Year's resolutions, yeah. find something to give back out there, Fork Talk Nation, and of course, find new people to bring into the nation. Yeah. Yes. And good people too, not punks. We yeah. don't want any punks in the games. No, 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 no punks. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go out with this good we're music. Gonna, we're gonna go punk free. Punk free. Punk free Highland I, Games. I like it. Punk free. Burl lives free. Highland Games. <laughs> <laughs> Next segment. <laughs> you should be happy you can't hear this. What do you want for Christmas, little boy? <sighs> My mind had gone blank. Frantically, I tried to remember what it was I wanted. I was blowing it, blowing it. Come on, kid. How about a nice uh, football? 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 What's a football? Without conscious will, my voice squeaked out. Football. Okay, get him out of here. A football? Oh, no. What was I doing? Wake up, stupid. Wake up. No. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Syphilis is making a comeback. It actually is making it becoming more popular. <laughs> I'm not talking about the boys' band. <laughs> Woo! How do you like that one, Big Daddy? That's rocking. Everywhere I go. I like this one. It's good. Snappy. Makes me feel happy. Yeah, it makes me feel like I want to dance. Woo! Like a little dancing guy. Uh, let me tell you something, Fork Talk Nation. Big Daddy can cut a rug, as they say. I'm tell you. I have seen him get down and boogie. Get a few tonight. drinks in me. Forget about it. <laughs> All right. Hey, it is that time, Big Daddy. Yes, it is. Who is that singer, by the way? Is that Sammy Davis Jr.? It is the... Uh... <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. I'm not going to tell you. You know why? Because you're not going to like it. If it ain't Burl Lives, I'm good. That's CeeLo Green, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> And you loved it. Turn that short arm midget <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm going to take him down. What do you have against midgets? <laughs> I don't like them. 
they, I, you can't trust them. You Why? can't? Because they're too little to trust. Uh, they're always kicking in the knee. <laughs> they steal I'm, food off your table uh, when you're not looking. I'm sure they are for you. You're an angry elf, aren't you? You're an ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> He's a South Pole elf. Yes, he is. <laughs> that means I'm a penguin elf. Yes, he is. All right, I'll take that down. Hey, so it is time for historical figure. And you know, they're still talking about that Abraham Lincoln bit. That they are. That they are. And of course, even if it's a time of blessings and yuletide treasure, you being the national treasure. Indeed. We still have to invoke the name who shall be nameless. (laughs) Sir. Sir. I did, I, the, I, I did the first I, we, we have, Sir. Sir. Isaac. Newton. Newton. Boo. <laughs> Figgy. We're not talking about Cam Newton. No. We're talking about Figgy. Figgy. You son of a fig. Sir Isaac Newton. You figget. Who we don't like because he has something to do with gravity. He we, invented it. Supposedly. We don't like gravity. We think it is a property of the physical universe that is overrated. It is the semen of Satan. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Now they're like, you can write that down. I think Figgy is part of that. I copywrote that, yeah. so don't even try stealing it. All right, so our historical <clears throat> figure, Big Daddy. Yeah, who is it this This year? is a good one. It's apropos, as they say. Oh, the day. Al Capone? <laughs> I like him. No. He had a big scar on his face. Not Al Capone, apropos. Oh, it's an opera singer. No, it means it, it means it's of right timing. Oh, you mean it's it's a <laughs> it's a good time for it because it's Christmas. Exactly. Oh, so this would be the Easter Bunny. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Saint Nick. In Spanish, he's called Santa Claus. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, obviously, um, Santa's a big historical figure. Yeah, he's a big figure, all right. And there's a couple different, there's a lot of different mythologies about how Santa became Santa. I think in general, it's fair to say he's a composite character of a variety of potential candidates. Candidates. If, that have that have made up the myth, the mythology of Santa, right? So oh, for, you mean like uh, Gimbel's, uh, Macy's? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Gotcha. Well, like we were talking with Candy Sprinkles, right? The um, Odin, the Viking god, right? Yes, yes. Was known to be, during the winter solstice, the god that came down on his eight-legged horse. Ed- <laughs> Isn't that like a centipede or something like that? How I, do you ride an eight-legged horse? I don't know. Where do you put a saddle How, on What are they counting his legs? Were they counting, like, penile as legs as well? That would have been a nine-legged horse. <laughs> well, maybe he had, like, a three-headed... Penis and You're making yeah. Odin angry. Well, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know what you call a midget with a heart on? Tripod. <laughs> exactly. But um, but anyway, anyway. O- Odin would ride in and he would try. On his eight-legged winged horse. Yes, and he would go to the campfires of the Vikings and he would say, uh, uh, he'd try to figure out who's naughty and nice. Oh, so he'd walk around saying, who's got the beans? <laughs> and then just sniff for their farts. Interesting. Why? And if if they have beans and are farting, does that make them naughty or nice? That means it's a campfire, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Well, I'm going to go with um, a little bit of detail specifically for Santa Claus as a thrower. Would he be a good thrower or not? Hmm. Uh, because Roger Saunders, our historical 
uh, our historical, our historian, our folk talk our, historian. Yeah, our, our staff historian. Yes. He's put together a fantastic story about St. Nick. Thank you again, Roger Saunders. And it's got some good stuff about his throwing, all right? So you're going to... You're going to fill in here as we get to throwing bits, okay? Oh, yeah, I haven't even read this stuff. I'm, I'm okay. right behind you. So, Santa Claus the Thrower. Santa Claus, known as St. Nicholas, was born in 270 A.D. in modern-day Turkey. He became recognized as a saint within only 100 years of his death. He was known as Nikolaus the Wonder Worker because of his many miracles he performed and for his ability to give the most unique and meaningful gifts to people without their knowledge uh, who had given? Who had given them? And of course, as we know, um, back then, I think he earned all of his miracles to get sainthood. He wasn't like yeah, um, grandfather in the end. No, he wasn't the. He wasn't one where the Pope just waved the third one. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> he was said to have had raised people from the dead. No and card still tricks. Still raging storms from the traveling seas. He was known to slip a coin into someone's sock or shoe without them knowing, and he would be just enough to meet the need that they had at the moment. So how someone's you, walking on the street and you, you slip a coin in their shoe? Well, but how do you slip a coin in their sock? That's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a bit of a pickpocket, it sounds like. Yeah, pretty like. much. What, Candy Sprinkles? Well, you talked about the Pope who just waved the miracle. Yeah. Our new Pope just did that. He waved a miracle? And got someone to sainthood. He just kind of like... He took a privilege and just made someone a saint. That was another pope. Another pope, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a basically an old old, old boy, good old boy network thing. Oh, really? Yeah, was, and uh, if you're bros, if you're bros with the current pope, you can just get your miracles waved. I think I think uh, shit. Father, I'm going over there to get my miracle waved. I think Father Guido Sarducci would not be happy with that because he just waved the third and he did miracle. Oh. Well, wait, I think he waved all of them. I don't think we one were talking were, about Pope. One, of, one of them was card tricks. One of them was it's Pope was, John Paul II, right? Yes, that's what we're talking about. The Polish Pope. Oh, they say, oh they sainted, they sainted well, Paul. He's got one more step on the way to sainthood because Pope Francis kind of just waved a miracle. Wow, okay. one more step. What does he have to do? Yeah, what is it? Is there a, is there karaoke involved? Because if there is, I'm in. Yeah. I think it's first of all you got to get your effigy on a pope on a rope, and then two you have to do a card trick, and then the third thing is karaoke. Karaoke. Thing, don't stop believing in Jesus. <laughs> in Italian. In Tijuana. In Latin. Yeah. In Latin. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm down. <laughs> um, okay, so however, his most Saint famous Big Daddy. His famous good deed involved throwing some heavy, round objects. There was a very poor man who had three daughters. They were destined to live a life of spinsterhood because their father could not afford the dowry necessary for them to to find a mate. In fact, it would seem that the only career path available to these young ladies in order to ensure their livelihood was the oldest profession known to Prostitution. man. Prostitution. Yes. Candy, yes, I like it when Candy raises her hand to talk. Yes, Candy. I think how it's because we gave her a microphone. How come in the old days, like, the he had to, the dad had to pay a dowry for a guy to marry the woman? But nowadays, you guys got to basically pay us a dowry and buy us a ring. Because the damn, because women's lib won. Yeah. That's why. Yay. Welcome to the 70s. That's when it all happened. Everything yeah. went downhill from there. How about not wear a bra next time? Yeah. How about <laughs> stop voting? You want to know why Obama's pregnant? A uh, president? What? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. 
Breaking news. Obama is pregnant. Stop. Stop. Obama's president because women have the vote. If you guys did not have the vote, he would not be president. What are you Yes. That is um, so not that's true. My, did you vote for him? Fork Talk Nation, you yes. can send your cards. Stephanie Lathrop voted for Obama. Fork Talk Nation, you can take your letters and cards and send them to care of J. Big Daddy O'Neill in, in DuPont, Washington. I welcome them. I'll send the address. So you I can welcome send every those. damn one of them. Will you stop? You stop. St. Nicholas heard of these young maidens' plight. He did not want to humiliate the father by helping directly, nor did he want any credit for his act of kindness. His plan, then, was to melt down enough gold coins to pay one of the daughter's dowry in full into a spheroid projectile and put it into a bag with handles that bore a remarkable resemblance to a sporin. He... It may have even been between 14 and 18 inches in length. That's a golden dildo. Because of the distance needed to maintain his anonymity, instead of just winding up to throw it, he would spin around in place once and then spin a second time while increasing the centrifugal force for the weight. He also found that if he gained a considerable amount of weight, that he could create more centrifugal force from the center of his spin. His reasoning was simple as he honed the principle that weight moves weight. Then, under the cover of darkness of the night, standing from a distance far enough away as to be undetected, he spun himself and the weighted object and flung it directly through the window of the man's home. Killing everyone in the house. (laughs) The man never did know from whom this heavy weight was thrown for such a distance, but a couple of years later, when his second daughter came of age, the act of kindness was repeated to the extreme joy of his two oldest daughters. When the third daughter came of age, the father was wise to his benefactor and did not get a wink of sleep, waiting to see if the strange miracle of this heavy weight thrown so generously for distance would be recreated. News had spread around the town that his last daughter was coming of age the next day, and you can imagine that the whole town awaited with anticipation to see if this poor man's third daughter would also be saved from a life of sorrow and ignominious slavery. This presented quite a dilemma for our anonymous patron, and he found that he had to train very hard for the years leading up to this young woman's maturity, for he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he could not repeat his last two performances by throwing the heavy-weighted gold ball for distance through a window. He would have to severely up his game by not, not by throwing it from a great distance, but by tossing it as high as he might. As the only remaining secret entrance to the home was the venerable chimney, which rose above the roof line of the house. And thus, the weight over bar spin was formed. That's right. Harrison Bailey stole it from St. Nick. Nicholas, the wonder worker. I wonder if he, now, we don't know yet. In the the story, he may be a between-the-legs guy. Could be. Well, you never know. I mean, he is dealing with women. So So Nicholas, the wonder worker, devised a new method of throwing the weight for height instead. At first, he considered using a form of the spinning motion used on the window, but then he realized that that would not be the manly way in which to throw the weight for height. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. It would also risk exposing him as he found that if he stood with his back to the chimney, he could hide himself in the shadow of the great height. 
On the right, in which uh, on the night in which his destiny was secured, Saint Nicholas would throw the great weight higher than any distance he had ever practiced. But it was also needed to be accurate as well. This was because the opening in the chimney left no room for error. In this amazing feat, the weighted object flew from between his legs and up over his shoulders towards the rear, where it did not even hit the edge of either the chimney or the inside of the edifice as it fell. In fact, it was such an incredible feat of accuracy that the weight dropped effortlessly into a stocking hung in the fireplace to dry. Wow. Huh? It was a great many years before the three young brides found out that it was St. Nicholas who had been one, the, uh, been the one to make their lives so beautiful with this wondrous <clears throat> gift. But they continued to celebrate his actions when giving surprise gifts to each other by stuffing their stockings hung by the chimney with, with care. Huh? I got two things. Yes. Number one. Why not just put this golden spear on the porch and knock on the door and run? Good question. Number one. Because he has flair. But number two. If this is all true, St. Nicholas just went... Past Abraham Lincoln, past Roosevelt, past everyone. He is the number one historical figure in the Highland Games, period. End of story. Wow. That is a pronouncement. That's all I got to say. I mean, they, what, what, he invented the Highland Games. What do you think of that? Well, he was Turkish. Dang close. Ah. <laughs> well, I, he was obviously a good thrower. He yeah. can throw elves for distance. He well, can he throw. Too. He can throw um, presents around. Nobody practiced in those days. I bet you he's the only one. And he was he practiced a ton. Good for him. Yeah. Yep. That is stuff of gold. That is stuff of gold. And Big Daddy. Yep. That's the show. That's the show already. Holy wow, man! Cow. Time flies when you're having Christmas. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, let's bring up a little Christmas music as we're going out, yeah? What is that, some kind of cheap frickin' organ the, music? Uh, yes, obviously it is. It's the best you could do. Here we go. It's frickin' Christmas. No, it? no, no, here's a good one. Every time it rains, it rains. Pins from heaven, shooby-dooby. You know That's Louis Armstrong, but that ain't Christmas. It's in the movie Elf, and I love it. Because we're getting towards New Year's. Yes? What's wrong with you? Come on. Go with it. Go with it. I'm not happy. All right. Here, I'll try another one. You're very... Uh... It's freaking Christmas. I want Christmas music. Well, okay. There's Jingle Bells. I don't have green Skittles out here waiting for me. No. I don't have pistachios. How's that? No, it's better. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Who's that singer? Ha, ha, ha. Jim Reeves. Oh, Jim Reeves. Now that's a singer right there, brother. There you go. There you go. Okay, if, if that's appropriate, can we now send off the show? That's what I would call apropos. Nice. I learned that word today earlier Very in the show. Very good. Okay. All right, well, let's just go ahead and end the show and uh, say thanks for listening again for Talkies. <laughs> thanks for our sponsor, Mattress Ranch, www.mattressranch.com. Uh, thanks for all the Facebook likes, up to 560. 
560. Yep. The last time we read this, it was 463. <laughs> it was. It's fantastic. Uh, it's for- super fantastic. It's super fantastic. Uh, the Fork Talk podcast comes out, well, hopefully twice a month. Give or been, take. Give or take. <laughs> comes out regularly. Uh, questions or comments, of course, you can email us at info at fork-talk.com. And, of course, at Facebook with uh, Fork Talk with Big Daddy and Haas. Until next time. May the fork be with you. Big Daddy, you are the sheaf. By the way, thank you for the sheaf for Christmas. Oh, you're more than welcome, my friend. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you for Jason Clevenger for helping me make that happen. Oh, my gosh. Pretty blue sheaf for Haas for Christmas. Matches your eyes. (laughs) Big Daddy, you are the sheaf to my fork. Slanchamore, great health. Captain Quint, take it away. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu to you ladies of Spain. For we've received orders for to sail back to Boston. And so never more shall we see you again. Oh, look at that! Will you look at that? Isn't that glorious? It's, 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 it's indescribably beautiful. It reminds me of the 4th of July. Thanks for listening to Fork Talk with your she-fork-wielding lovable host, Big Daddy and Haas. Check out www.fork-talk.com for more episodes. We throw heavy stuff for fun, people. Caber up.